Hallelujah. Something great is going to happen. Oh, oh you don't want a great thing. I had a lecturer. When he comes to the lecture theater, then he will ask, good news and bad news, which one do you want first? <laughs> but I stand here bringing only good news today. Amen. I'm saying that something spectacular is about hitting us. In the next, we have only two weeks, and the D-Day will be on. Hallelujah. Missions 2021. Missions 2021. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So from Monday the 5th to Saturday 10th of July, there's going to be a shaking here. The whole of Sakumono, where we have captured for ourselves to be our missionary field. Anybody who is not bound for heaven will be snatched to heaven. Hallelujah. That is our, our objective for this mission. And I believe that you agree with us. If you agree with us, say hallelujah. If you agree with us, give a hand clap unto the Lord. We are bringing all the unsaved to Jesus by all means possible. All of us, let's say it together, by all means possible. Again, for the last time, by all means possible. In the weeks leading to the missions, we've equipped ourselves with several sermons. In fact, we've been praying. Now we are still in our fasting. We are, we are concluding our fasting tomorrow. All that we are doing is to prepare the grounds, is, is, to, is to prepare the spiritual atmosphere and prepare us to be able to reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we have done uh, interceding for the Lord, snatching the Lord from hell, we, are, we have done the heart of the soul winner. We have done um, praying for the unsaved. And we are still fasting. So, this is the time. If this time we cannot bring the lost to Jesus, I don't know which time again we can do that. But I believe that you are, you are as poised as I am to reach out to the lost. Hallelujah. I went to speak at an Assemblies of God church in this area, one of the churches, and it was evening, I closed around nine. So when I was coming, there was a small aisle I have to drive through, but the place was dark and the, and the road was rough. So I was driving slowly. I passed by two young uh, boys, uh, okay, two young guys. Then just a few minutes after them, I met another young lady. I don't, it, she seemed like someone who had been sent and was going home. But because I was driving slowly, I, I, I was just observing her through the rear mirror when she passed by the car. So on the way, I realized that one of the guys stood at one side and the other one walked towards her. The girl was still walking. And this guy was talking to her because I was a bit far from there. I couldn't hear. So that for a few minutes, then I heard the girl say, Leave me alone! Then she ran away. I saw the girl running through the rear mirror. And it reminded me of a lot of things and a lot of things I've seen and observed. There are many guys who have accredited to themselves as girl winners. And there are some ladies who are men winners. They practice, they rehearse, 
develop skills to be able to win girls and some ladies to win men. I, I guess that many of the young ladies here and many of us gentlemen can relate to what I'm saying. Those of you who have not chased girls before, you have heard or seen people do it. Those who haven't been winning men, you have heard or seen some doing it. We know that these people do these things with a temporal gratification. In fact, some of them, they just want to win the girls so that they will brag about it. Now, as for me, any girl I will meet and I like, I can get. Some of the women, they do it so that they can get some temporal worldly things. And in fact, some do it for temporal sexual satisfaction with it accompanying problems, sexual transmitted diseases, and sometimes if they are not repentant, hell. So I just draw, drew your attention to these stories for you to know what, what God expects of us. God expects his children to amass all the skills, strategies, boldness, and daringness we require to snatch or win people who are going to hell. If people can arrogate to themselves the titles of girl winners and men winners, and that one, its consequence is just temporal and destructive, how much more us? How much more of skill must we develop? How much more of power? How much more daring must we be in reaching out to people that we know? In fact, some of them are our friends. That if nothing is done about their lives, they are cruising to hell. For our consequence, soul winning has an eternal consequence. A consequence of joy. A consequence of happiness. Will you tell the ones who said by you, do not be a girl winner. Don't be a man winner. Oh no, I didn't hear you say it. Say it again. Be a soul winner. Say it three times to your friend. Be a soul winner. Be a soul winner. Hallelujah. We have done a lot of preparations as I've told you about. In fact, last week is when the, we finished preaching. Somebody said, oh, why don't you go out right now? We have prepared ourselves. If after all these preparations, God brings us the souls and we miss winning them, that would be a great tragedy. God would have wasted resources on us. After all these things, missions uh, start on the faith. We go out and you miss somebody on the road and you cannot hit the nail right on the head and get the person to heaven. Then it is a, strategy, a, a, a tragedy. It's a great tragedy. In fact, that would be a sad commentary. I believe that as we go through what we are going to go through today, you will be so confident that as you register for missions and we all come and gather and pray and move out, there is nobody you will meet that you will be afraid of. If girl winners are not afraid of girls, some of you, some of the, some of the ladies, some of the guys who even come to you, you ask yourself, what came into this guy's mind? But they come. You, you have everything it takes to reach out to somebody who is lost and win the person for Christ. So we have no excuse. We have no excuse. What is an art? I'm preaching to you on the team. The art of soul winning. The art of soul winning. An art is human creative skills or its application. Human creative skills. 
or its application. Okay, so our creativity or our creative skills is crucial for human living. So in soul winning, we must be creative, we must be skillful. We must be creative, we must be skillful. There are questions I would like us to answer in dealing with the topic, the arts of soul winning. How should we dress for soul winning? How do we approach a prospective soul? How do we introduce ourselves? What do we say? Four questions. How should we dress for, for soul winning? How do we approach a prospective soul? How do we introduce ourselves? And what do we say? Very crucial questions. So how do we dress? We are going to, to preach from the 5th of July. And we are saying that especially the students who have come, all of us are going out there. From here, all of Sakumono. We are using one week to reach out to every home, every person, and declare to them that Jesus says, Hallelujah. Their dressing must be decent. Dress decently, smartly, and nicely. You must smell good, both your body and your breath. Very important. Many people they didn't accept the gospel because of how the soul winner was smelling. So, we will keep our personal grooming very well. Then we will dress well. What is uh, uh, modern dressing for a Christian? I don't think I have to spend time to teach about dressing. We know it. But all that we are saying is that dress, do you know the unbelievers have in mind how Christians must dress? <laughs> Amazing. They will dress anyhow. Then when you dress in a particular way, they say, look at her. She says she's says a Christian. Look at the way she has dressed. So if it's jeans you are wearing, wear your nice jeans. Wear a top, if you are a lady, that covers up to almost your knee. Cover your backside well. Don't wear revealing dresses that will project your chest. Wear nice dresses that we all intents and purpose know them to be decent. Brush your teeth well. On the 4th of July, after service, it's a Sunday. When you go home, before you sleep, those of you brush your teeth once a day. For the sake of missions, brush it twice. So Sunday evening, you brush your teeth. Monday morning, you brush your teeth before you come here. Hallelujah. Oh, why are you looking at my face like that? This is missions, one know what we are doing. Hallelujah. So keep your breath very well. If you think that when you close your mouth for a long time, there are people like that. You have some, uh, you, uh, some bad breath begins to generate. Get some tom-tom and, uh, and what? Hacks. In fact, President, get us hacks and tom-tom when you are coming. Well, let's give it to people. When you are going out and you think that you put some in your mouth before you meet a soul. Hallelujah. So dress decently, keep your breath fine and keep your body order very well. How do you approach a soul? You know that the soul could be somebody you will meet on the way. Somebody you will meet at a taxi rank. Somebody you may meet selling or uh, doing uh, mobile money somewhere or selling food. So the people who meet are not in the same context. How do we approach them? Very important. 
Always when you are going to win, so remember that the, the, the targeted soul doesn't have time for you. In fact, they have had bad experiences with other purported soul winners. So some people don't want some group of people to come to their house to preach. So the source market has been poisoned by some people already. And we are also going to the same market. And it's a competitive one. So when you are approaching someone, like we, we start off from here, you are, you are targeting a particular house, but you just met somebody on this way, or on this road, or on the main road, how do you approach? The number one thing you do is to wear a good smile. So let's say the person is three, minutes, uh, three, uh, three meters away from you. You begin to smile. Those of you who are always serious. In missing time, let your face relax a bit. Tell your friends that, relax your face. Hallelujah. Relax your face and wear a smile. Then as soon as you get to the person, whether on the street, whether selling, whether sitting, whether relaxing, you greet first. Good morning, my brother, if the person is your age mate. If the person is older, good morning, sir, or good morning, madam. Good afternoon, sir, or good afternoon, madam. My name is Jehua. I'm from Glory Assembly of God Church. That is very, very important. Otherwise, they will mistake you for some, somebody. So what is your step? Wear a smile, greet, and address the person respectively or respectfully. You know that the, we are in Africa. We want a lot of accolades, and it makes us feel good. The one you can say, ma'am, good morning, ma'am, good morning, dad, good morning, sir, good morning, what, uh, uh, madam, good morning, brother, good morning, sister. Very important. Then you mention your first name and where you are from. Some people will reject you if they don't know your background. They will not, they will not, they will say, please, please, I don't have time for you. So quickly, within 30 seconds, your smile, your greetings, your name, your church, 30 seconds. Don't delay on that. Very important. There are two ways. So, so this is how you are introducing yourself. Your church is key. Fortunately for us, Assemblies of God has a very good name. The goodwill is up. So when you say Assemblies of God, you realize that many people say, ah, I thought it's the other group. Those of you who have been going for evangelism, as soon as you introduce, ah, okay, then what, what do you want to say? As soon as you say Assemblies of God, they'll say, okay. If you don't say where you are coming from, they will mistake you for somebody and they will sack you. What do you say? You have introduced yourself. What do you say? There are two things we say. Or two manner of conversations we can have. There's somebody you met on the road and you have less than two minutes to present the gospel. There's somebody you will meet sitting and you have between three and five minutes to talk. You don't present the message the same way. Okay? So if you have less than two minutes and you meet the person, that is where you present what we call the executive summary of the gospel. You go straight to the point and hit it hard. After that, you elicit what response. So what do you say? What is the gospel? What is the gospel? When we say the gospel, what do we mean? Who can tell me? 
Yes, what is the good news? You say you have good news to spread. What is the good news? Salvation. That, you see, that is the theme for our Jesus says, right? But remember that you have what? Less than two minutes for the first instance. And if the person do not want to listen to you, once you say, you make your first statement, you will see that you ask your question. And before you, you answer the question, will tell you that your time is up. So whilst we are strategizing to win souls, the, the souls are also strategizing to evade us. We must have that one to in mind. Fortunately for us, we have spent time to pray and we believe that every heart is prepared. So, when you meet the person who you have under two minutes, this is the gospel. Jesus says, so this is what you say. My brother, my sister, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming to establish a godly kingdom in, in the, on this earth. A godly kingdom. Where all the sufferings we are having around will cease. All those who accept him will be members of this new kingdom. Those who don't will suffer eternal punishment from God. First statement. Jesus is coming to establish a godly kingdom here. All the sufferings we are going through, examinations we are writing. Sometimes we fail some and sometimes we cry and all those things. It won't be there. And it is the desire of God that everybody will be in that kingdom. But for us to be in that kingdom, we have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and also live for him. Those who do not accept him will not partake in the kingdom, but they will what? They will be punished. So second statement, why would they be punished? When we sin against God, God will punish our sins. So, because God is a just God, everybody who has sinned will have to be punished. Jesus Christ, our Lord, came from heaven to bear that punishment for us. He took that punishment for us. So the lashes we were supposed to take, he took for us. The death we were supposed to die, he died for us. So, when you accept Jesus Christ, the punishment is taken away. Jesus has taken it on your behalf. That is why you need to accept Jesus Christ. Please, do you want to accept Jesus Christ now? Because you have less than two minutes. It's because I'm explaining, but this one, if I am speaking, it's 45 seconds. Are you here? So first statement is that there's, Jesus is coming to establish God's kingdom here, where we will chill, proper chilling. We will enjoy. There will not be headaches. There will not be stomach ache. There will not be what? Uh, examinations. We will not go to work 5 a.m. and uh, 5 a.m. and come home 10 p.m. And our salary is also small. It's not going to be like that. We are going to enjoy what it means to be under the kingdom God is the ruler. If you want to be part, accept Jesus Christ. Okay? The reason why you must accept Jesus is that everybody will be punished because we are sinners. And that Jesus has come to, to take the punishment on our behalf. So when you accept Jesus, you are not punished. Are you willing to accept Jesus and live for him now? Then you push the question to him. This is a summary. When you are talking and the person asks any question, politely say that this is a very good question. 
I'll, I'll come to it. Okay? Then you move on talking. Don't stop what you are saying to answer the question. So this is a very important question. I'll come to it. So as I was saying, then you continue. When you are done, when you are done, and you give him the opportunity to accept Jesus, and he will allot you more time, you can answer. Now, there are very difficult questions. For instance, where was God before he created the universe? It's a question. If you are going for evangelism and you go and answer that question, we'll be looking for you after the one week. We can't find you. Because it will take you forever to answer. So, when you realize that the question is a question you can answer, you defer it till after you have asked the person to make a decision. If the question is one of the hard ones, you tell the person that, oh, this one I don't know. I'll go and prepare and come back. But there's another one. On Thursdays, on Tuesdays in our church, we meet and discuss the Bible. So maybe that's where our pastors, our church leaders are all there. So you can come and ask and they can help. So you can use that opportunity to invite the person to church on a Tuesday. So these are the two strategies you can use. But don't say that, oh no, this question is not important. What is important is what I'm telling you. The person will slap you. Every question is important. Just tell the person, oh, this is a very important question. Very good. I'm coming. When I finish, I will answer. When you finish and the question is hard, tell the person to come to church. They may be help here. Otherwise, you go and research and go back to them. Is that okay? Any question at this stage? This is speaking to the person under two minutes. Yes, Obaya. Can we have... Please, let's give them... Yeah. Hello? Yeah, Obaya, after that, add them. Um, some people don't speak English. So then, what do we do? Because some of us don't speak some of the local languages. Yes. Okay. Now, that is... It, it is very important point you have raised. We... Speak to prospective soul winners in the language they understand. That is why when the missionary, when we come here and we are going, we will go in threes or twos. Okay? So we have people who speak Ghana, Chi, and English. These are the three dominant languages here. Uh, some people also speak uh, Adangu. But many of those people will understand the Ghana too. So that is fine. So it's a very important thing. So, uh, committee, you must have that in mind. When we are doing the distribution, let us check or know how we will go about it. Amen. Yeah. Adam. Um, so, should we speak to people who are already Christians? So, if you meet, meet somebody, person says, Oh, Mikra, I go to Assemblies of God. Should yeah. we continue? Okay. So, so, when you meet somebody, and the person tells you, oh, I go to church. Remember that we are not going to talk about the Assemblies of God. We are going to preach about who? Jesus. Is that okay? It is also another strategy people use to what so we know. I mean, I go to church already. Uh, I'm, at, I, I, I'm, I'm with ICGC. I'm with Pentecost. I'm with Assemblies. Oh, me cry, I'm at the, the uh, uh, Exhibition Assemblies of God in Dansuma. The person doesn't even know that. He just mentioned some church for you. They say, oh, if you attend church, 
Uh, do you know that there are many people who are attending church but are not Christians? Yeah. So let us be sensitive with our spirit, in our spirit. So when the person, when you, you start talking, the person are already attended. Maybe the next very relevant question you will have to ask is, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Okay. You say yes. Then you say, what has been your experience before acceptance and after? If it's a genuine uh, uh, convert, you will know. Then you just encourage the person to keep up the faith and, and spread the word as you are doing. Then you move on. So don't just take it on the face value. I'm a Christian. Then you stop. No. Uh-huh. Yes. There's someone here. Yeah, so you, um, Christabel. I have two questions. Two questions, okay. So um, the first one is, what if you are inviting to the person and the person is like, he or she is in a hurry? Is it okay for you to be moving along with the person? It's okay. okay. You can walk along. You know that in the Bible, the Holy Spirit led Philip to run by a, 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 a chariot. The Ethiopian eunuch who had gone to Jerusalem and was traveling back to Ethiopia. And he was running by the chariot. And the, the eunuch was reading Isaiah. So he was running while the chariot was going. You know, but for the Holy Spirit, you know, it, it may not be possible. But he was doing it. He was running. <laughs> and when he heard it, he asked the person, do you understand what you are reading? Then the chariot began to slow down. They said, oh, come on board. Then he jumped into it and started the evangelism. So it is, it is normal. You can run along, walk along. You know, sometimes when you are going for morning walks or jogging, you can, you can also evangelize. If at that time, I don't know the strategy, whether there will be morning joggings and walks. It's all parts. We will still meet with people, walking with them, jogging with them, and preaching. Very important. Number two. The second question. Yeah. So let's say you are going and then you meet your friends or your age group. And you know that they won't allow you to continue because they are going to teach you and all that. Yeah. Is it okay to hand it over to one of your... The team members? Yes. True. That's a good strategy. And what if they insist that you do it? Oh, but that is good. Once they insist you do it, you do it. Uh, there are many people who, who were teasing other people and they became Christians through the teasing. So God will use every and anything to win souls. Okay? So, and you see, the challenging aspect of this mission is that we are doing it in our home. Okay? So, like, if you have some past life, you used to chase a certain girl, you go to that girl's household. <laughs> uh, but it is well. You tell the person. The second, the second discussion we will do, you will see that there's a place for testimony. You say that, as you are well aware, I used to be a girl chaser. Now, I, I chase people for God. Aha. Yeah, I remember when we were on campus, there was one lady from Wesley Girls. I, I learned when she was on campus, she was, she was not a creepy at all. Then she got converted when we came to take. And we went for a hall-to-hall evangelism. We went to a certain room. And all of them were Wesley Girls students. Really? You preach? Then all of a sudden, I saw that this lady became like water. Cold water poured on her. We have to take up to preach after that when we were going out. The whole of the work walking around, she was never fine. And when and she told us that I, I wasn't good on, uh, in school at all. I wasn't good. <laughs> you know, no, no, but but please, that's that's 
that experience is a powerful tool for evangelism. You tell them that you used to be like that. You know, Paul said, this, the, the great is the faithfulness of God. God saves sinners, of whom I am chief. So if you are, if you are, if you are, if you are in fact, don't say, when we are going around, don't say, please, let's pass here. No, no, please, don't let's pass here. Don't say that one. Don't say that one. Whatever they have known you to be, it's fine. Be like that, and let's go. It will be a tool to tell them that God helps us. But if you are still doing things you have not stopped, we have two weeks. Stop them before we go. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, Rosemont, when you finish, you bring it to this le- this gentleman. Okay. So the question is: Assume you enter a house. Yeah. Someone who is sick, and let's assume that for you, you know your spiritual capacity to deal that situation. Yeah. What What should be the best way to? And you don't want to come and displace us. Oh, okay, so you enter into a house and there's someone sick. Or a mad person, and they bring the person to you. To pray. Exactly. My God. <laughs> now, let me declare this one before it is. Everybody here can raise the dead. Everybody here can, can raise the cripple. Everybody here can cause sanity to be upon the mad person. Uh, can you mention one human being that has been able to raise the dead before? Human being who did not know God. All the people we read of who have raised the dead before are people of God. Is that not it? What, what are you? Miriam, are you? Will you say you are a lady of God? Miriam, will you, will you say you are a lady of God? Or you say you are a human being? You are a lady of God. So, you know you qualify to pray for the dead. Okay. So, Rosemond, when we go, we are not going in our own name. In fact, we are not the people who heal. And many of the spectacular miracles in, in uh, missions are done by novices. People who didn't know anything. They just say, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And they themselves, they are not sure. But they do it. The first time I prayed for someone who was crippled to walk in, in missions, I hadn't done it before. And I just said it. Because I, I, I was the one leading the prayer team, so I had to do it. So I said, hey, bring the oil, bring the oil. Why is the person? I pour one here, I pour one here. I said, by the reason of this pouring of oil, and walk. Then the woman was sitting down. Then I told them, oh, she's healed. Let's go. She's healed. <laughs> then we left. After we left, before we heard that she was walking. So, so, when you meet anything, just do a, a, you don't need, how many words did Elijah use for the fire to come from heaven? 42. Some translations, 41. Hey, 62 or 61. Uh, God voices, you didn't answer the question. Is it 62 or 61? Ah, why is uh, 61? Yes, your version, there's another version, so 61 or 62. Just 61 or 62 words. Fire came from heaven to burn a sacrificial offer that had water poured on it. So you, you don't need to speak plenty. Father, you have sent us as your children to come and speak about the good news. We have met this person who is not in a good condition at all. Oh God, 
healed in Jesus' name. Amen. You, if you eat one bag of rice or chew one cow, you can't raise anybody up. It is Jesus who does it. So let's move out in faith. And I, I want to encourage all the young ones. You will be shocked at what will happen at these missions. Don't be afraid. Speak. Pray. And let's see what God will do. Hallelujah. His word is sure. And he will do it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have a question. One question and one contribution to how. Yeah. My, first, my question is, what if you go out for evangelism at that point in time, you are approaching somebody, and that person is really stranded. It's stranded. Yeah, there are some people you approach. Yeah. They don't have money. So they don't they have don't, money? Yeah, they don't want to listen to you. Okay. So they will tell you, you are coming to bring God's word. I've not eaten for like days. Okay. So how do you how do you solve that kind of situation where you don't have money? Okay. And the contribution to our own question, it is not you who does the miracle, it is God. Because I remember when I was on campus, we went for evangelism, a student environment. So we're like bringing the, the ambience. So the lady said, ah, you are not pastor, so we will not take you guys. So I was so angry, not annoying though. I was groomed in the spirit. So I told my colleague, okay, what do you want God to do? And they said, anything. So I said, okay, let's declare miracle a lot for them. So we did the prayer and we left. So the following morning when we went there, that was my first time of seeing Miracle Alert. Mm. So they told me, ah, the prayer worked. So the next time when we went there, they were the one who gave us the attention. At first, they didn't give us. So next when we went, all of them, they were nine. They gave us their attention and they became a member of the campus fellowship. So it is not us who do the miracle, it is, but it is God. Yes. So all of you, just be bold, move on, and preach. Hallelujah. Okay, let's, let's quickly, let me do the second part. There's a question. Aha, uh -huh. yes, so please, um, when you, uh, we want to say that what he's saying is a possibility. That can happen when we are preaching. Okay, so if you get to know in the time you are talking that the person is hungry at the time you are talking to, and there's any money in your pocket, give some. Oh, please. You can get these five CDs for Banku and Okru <laughs> or something. You can do it. But those of us who have been doing a lot of the budget, you know that it's, it's not a, a regular occurrence, but it can happen. So when you are, we are going and you have some money, when you are coming from home, put some small money in your pocket so that when you miss something like that, you can help. If you cannot help, if you cannot help, tell the person that unfortunately at the, at the time you are preaching, you are unable to help. But the one you are preaching about is the one who has even helped you to be able to preach. He is the ultimate help and he can help. So you go through, if he rejects you, please, it is okay to be rejected. It is okay to be insulted. Okay? Well, what is wrong with you? You need to go away and go and get something to do. Then say, oh, sorry, thank you. Then you move on. Is that okay? It's not, it's not, it's not everybody who will accept us. When they reject you, just move on. Okay. Aha, Joyce. After Joyce, then we do the second part, then we are done. Okay, so what if you meet someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ or the church? It's a different thing when the person doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. That one is easy to lead the person to believe. To Christ, okay. But the person doesn't. No, it's a different thing when the person doesn't accept Jesus Christ. Hasn't accepted Jesus Christ. But this Christ. one, the person doesn't believe in Jesus Christ at all. So mm -hmm. what do you do? 
So the person doesn't believe in Jesus Christ at all. Yes, and then what do we do? So no matter what you do, the person will try to convince you or argue yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we are not moving out to argue. We are going to present the good news. Some people will say that your goodness is not good to me. Okay, and God, even God does not force us. Okay. So uh, what we will say is that let us let us uh, let us just be magnanimous. When we speak and the person is still throwing us off, then we will do what? We will, we will just thank them and move on. Okay, you cannot convert somebody who is not willing to be converted. It's the Holy Spirit will work. But any word, before you leave, you have to leave it with them that Jesus still loves him. And that phrase will work on him. The Holy Spirit will work on it. Maybe later, later, the person will be saved. Okay, let's go with the heart of love. Never be annoyed because somebody rejected us. Don't be annoyed. Okay? That is the stage they are. Alright. I am being signal that my time is up. Okay? My time is up, right? Okay. So what we are going to do is that this we have done how to dress, how to introduce yourself, what to say when you have less than two minutes. We have what to say when you have between three to five minutes. Okay? That's what is left. So we will defer that one to the fourth. The fourth. We'll do that on the fourth. That the Sunday then we start. Then because remember that we will repeat this over and over again in the mornings before we set out. God bless you. Shall we bow down our heads? Shall we bow down our heads? Thank God for his word and ask God that God, I want to be an artistic, skillful soul winner. Help me with all that we have heard today. Help me. Help me. Help me. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. I pray that, oh God, you turn all our hearts to the hearts that win souls. You make us skillful to be able to meet the need of anybody who comes close to us. Anybody we meet on our soul winning agenda. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.